CJSW 90.9 FM and CMRU Radio in Calgary. I'm Buxaganaki, Grace Heavy Runner, and welcome to Indigenization Across the Nation. Before I begin, I would like to acknowledge the land we stand on. This is Treaty 7 territory, which includes Ghana, Siksika, Bigani Nation, Tutina, Stony Nakoda, including Chiniki, Bearspaw, and Wesley First Nations. Our land is also home to our Métis brothers and sisters. And just in the last 12 years of my life, I've realized that one's culture and identity is our foundation of who we are. And when that is taken away, I can say we only have one leg to stand on. In this episode, we will talk about the challenges of Indigenous peoples on how they have worked hard to maintain their ancestral teachings. I would like to welcome an inspiring role model, Shirley Hill. She is an artist, dancer, and teacher, and today she shares a heartfelt journey that I'm sure hits close to home. I said, hello, friends. When the elders tell me when you introduce yourself that way, that we're connected not only as friends but family, and I told you my baby name, which is Anatsubiksaki, which uh, translates to pretty sound bird woman. My baby name I've been carrying for all of these years. Uh, My great-grandmother had a dream. When I came into the world, I received my baby name. And um, my mother's side of my family uh, is from Siksika, and that's where I identify. Uh, My father is German. That's a little bit about my history. I I, uh, grew up in Calgary. Um, this is my hometown. It's grown so much in every direction since uh, I was little. I love Calgary because the mountains are so close, and I'm familiar with this with this land and this area. I'm a mother and a grandmother, and I dance uh, fancy shawl. Uh, I dance when I was a little girl, maybe three or four years old. Mm-hmm. And then I started dancing again when I was a young adult in the fancy shawl style. And that was uh, approximately 38 years ago. So it's um, uh, it's been an exciting time being able to use that like platform of, of dance and culture to go places where I would have never imagined when I was a little kid, but I always felt that um, pride in my heart. I remember writing a little story in grade two uh, about being a dancer, and uh, it's taken me a lot of different places, so I'm very thankful for that. Tell me, uh, you know, I really want to talk about the culture. Uh, So you've, you've grown up with it. Actually, no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, because um, um, if you're understanding the cultural history, 
um, of of this area. Um, my mother, my late mother, was uh, affected by the trauma of going to residential school. So she actually, like, left our family when I was quite young, and I didn't grow up with my mom. And my dad uh, raised us kids. So not being connected with the the cultural aspects, the language, um, all the teachings that go with the language, and... um, and in the 60s and 70s, it was, it was, it was really challenging. There was an element of shame uh, for being um, Indian. I got teased a lot. I didn't get mm-hmm. beat up because I, I fought. <laughs> I yeah. fought my way if I had to. Yeah. But um, now it's it's turning around because of um, of how Indigenous people are claiming their their sovereignty, um, their cultural awareness, and um, honoring themselves through cultural um, pride mm-hmm. and, um, mm-hmm. and reclaiming the language. And in the past three years, I've been teaching with the uh, CBE, the Calgary Board of Education, and... Uh, I've been. I think I've been training all my life to do what I'm doing now, because it's such a joy to go into the schools and share that part of the history, where I see the the smiles and the joy and the the cultural pride of the little children and the families, and it's it's time now. It's time that we. Um, we share that part of the healing process with non-Native society as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree. Uh, with all these challenges, what motivated you to uh, go, you know, search for your culture? Oh, it, it wasn't, I guess, yeah, I guess it was searching. Um, I remember being about 18, Mm-hmm. And I went to a powwow at the um, uh, Blackfoot Crossing where they signed the treaty, September 22nd, 1877. Mm-hmm. And when I went to to that location, it was like dark and dusty. I saw the teepees. I heard the drum. And that set me on my path. Uh, I have an ability and talent that I can sew. I basically taught myself how to bead, but then I had elders, um, some who have passed on, um, who showed me the proper way to to do the beadwork. And I never looked back from there. And it was always something in my heart that kept me... Uh, wanting to learn more, wanting, and I, I feel like that is still happening. You know, if it's something on YouTube or uh, social media or or a ceremony, like that is where the learning takes place. And then you know that it's meant for you. Just understand that we came 
here to learn something, like to this earth, to understand what the true meaning of of all the teachings. And it, it's mostly about a connection with the land. I think that's where Indigenous people excel because of all the teachings connected to the plants, the four-legged, the winged ones, the insects, the ones that swim in the water, and of course us, the two-legged. There's that circle of life, and it's very, very, very powerful. And Indigenous people know that. Nitsitapi, uh, the human beings, it's inherent. It's innate in our mm-hmm. culture. That's why I'm always like wanting to seek more more knowledge. I was told one time that, when are you going to retire? And I thought, well, I'm getting up in age. Yet, when I get older, I feel like I'm not going to like quit my job or finish and retire. I feel like my spiritual connection to the young people will continue. And I have a little bit of wisdom to share and a little bit of... um heartfelt knowledge uh, from my experiences of traveling and things like that. So it's a gift and it's uh, part of the magic of of growing older that we take care of our elders, respect our elders, and we kind of inherit that that knowledge and we can share it with uh, the younger generations. Yes, exactly. Um, I remember taking a class with you, and I will never forget. I just really love how you teach, even randomly. I'll, I'll think, you know, uh, walking through the school, and I'll think, you know what? I'm going to go see Shirley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I uh, first of all, would like to say thank you for all your encouragement. Uh, I know that when I was teaching with MRU at the craft, uh, beating class. Um, it was um, a new experience for me working with, uh, let's say, young adults. I went from preschool to university students, <laughs> and, uh, okay. and it was it was a nice shift at that time in my life. And um, I just like to say thank you for recognizing my my skills and. My, my kindness, because that's, uh, I guess, who I am. And knowing that there's, uh, like, younger people who want to learn something. And for me, at first, I was thinking, these are university students, and they don't even know how to thread a needle. <laughs> <laughs> I know I didn't. <laughs> it, was, it was like, oh, my gosh. I do, what what are students learning these days? Like this mm-hmm. this is a basic you know necessity in life to sew a button. Like <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but uh, uh, all teasing aside, I think that the MRU uh, Mount Royal University has given me that opportunity to meet many beautiful young people, and uh, I still have the connections, even though. I'm not seeing them at the Wickham House or uh, seeing them in the the craft class. There's some who I've uh, been friends with online, you know, 
Mm-hmm. You still keep in contact, and that's that's really special to me. So mm-hmm. with that, I'd like to share that everyone is unique and lovable, and I think it's so important to have um, a positive self-esteem. Who's counting sheep over the sunset, blasting the night through without phone calls? Can't imagine I'd get one from you. I tried to stay up for the last hall, earn my love for the game to impress you. Can't afford not to lose this time, my dear. Alone, it's breaking my heart. It's taking the start for the end. You find it to be true. Love is taking off. Journey for the long run. I'm taking chances left and right. Yeah, who wants to know? But I'm trying. Fight it, can't escape these thoughts sometimes. I never asked for anything more than your love, and that's all I could help but need, my dear. heart you know i've i've learned that there are boundaries and it's okay to say no yet for the most part especially at this time in i want to say in our history uh in the planet the things are changing to 
recognize that everyone has their own personal opinion. They're going through their own challenges in life. And then if you can look at those differences and say, well, well, I, I, I feel a different way, but I'm going to use compassion and not, let's say, fight with them, but just understand that, okay, it's a difference of opinion. Because that's where the compassion kicks in. You, 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 when you meet someone, you, you're understanding that they're, they're, they have, they've walked in different moccasins or different shoes, and now they're on the path with you. So we'll walk together and move ahead with confidence. And for myself, I, I can only speak for myself. I need to stand up for what I believe. Mm-hmm. I want to stand strong and stand firm in my values and my beliefs. When it comes to caring for the community, for caring for kids, for caring for the youth, and a lot of the youth that I've worked with in the past, let's say five years, are in foster care. Uh, during this time since March 11th, 2020, I, I've thought a lot about them, and I I wonder how they're doing. I wonder how they're coping. And I'm thinking, well, if I can send them love, you know, from my own heart and wishing them well, I hope that's enough. And then, like you said, maybe one day that we can meet again, go to the dance class together, hear the drum, and then eventually go to the powwow. Uh, gather and have a little bit of fun. Yes. Oh, my God, I would love that. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, I do really, you know, miss going to the powwows, uh, taking part or even, you know, sitting as a spectator and watching all the the beautiful dancers like yourself. Oh, thank Um, you. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of online, um, I notice you, you know, you're teaching, you know, taking that platform and teaching culture through there, which is amazing. Yes. Um, I actually learned of TikTok through a a grade 3 student, and that would have been last February. I actually have a a little bear. His name is Lemon the Bear. (laughs) That little student said, well, make him a TikTok video. And I was thinking, (laughs) what? What is TikTok? I don't know. <laughs> and now it's just like, it's so, uh, I want to say addictive. Yesterday, I'd like to share that I did an online class with a, a grade two okay. class, and I could see them sitting in their desks. Uh, I could see them in their classroom, and I danced in my living room at home, and uh, there was still a connection. Mm-hmm. I could, I, you know, my goal for the most part is to make the kids laugh because then that switches their brain and, and helps them to see a different way. And if they don't remember, um, oh, that lady with the, the, you know, native dance culture piece, but they'll remember, like, let's say, Lemon the Bear or um, they'll remember the, the cultural pieces, the regalia. And 
I've I've learned so much from working with the young people, the children, and the youth when they echo. Um, for example, I I tell the kids that my mom, my late mother, was punished for speaking black, and when when they hear that, they like, why did the teachers do that to her? Because it's it was her language, and why did they punish her? And when when the kids echo that, I get tears in my eyes. It's so mm-hmm. powerful hearing it back from a child because they're they're coming from you know such a an honest, innocent, uh, loving place that they can't understand it. And now it's like I w- I want to teach the young people because I've come to realize that. Um, as individuals, we have to be strong in our conviction of of a heart center and radiate the love and hold the light. Thank you, Shirley. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Um, like I said, you know, I, I knew I was going to have a really nice conversation with you. And uh, you're doing a wonderful job. Uh, you know, every time I see you, even on social media, and I know we don't, you know, we haven't seen each other, you know, for a while now. You're always teaching, you know, and you're always sharing your wisdom. And uh, I really encourage you to keep doing what you're doing, um, you know, because it's very inspiring. Um, you know, you said you're working with youth, you know, you're working with university students, you know, so there's a mixture. If there's anything you can say to them right now, what would you tell them? Oh, just to love yourself. To, to get over um, this time with that inner strength that is actually there, that you might not be able to see it or feel it, but I think um, as human beings, we, we do need to ask for help. And Indigenous people know, know, it's like a knowing that our ancestors, our grandfathers, our grandmothers, not be not do see, you know, the source of all life is supporting us in our journey. And we just have to get through some of these tough times with with love, with um joy, with with um a sense of freedom. And that freedom can look very different for I- individuals. You know, uh it might be just going outside and and walking in the fresh air. Um, for me, it's going with my car to Tim Hortons, <laughs> you know, get myself a cup of tea, <laughs> yeah. but, but it's, it's the simple things, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the simple things. And, and that's what, um, the young people need is just to understand that they're lovable. They're here for a reason. They're here to give their gifts. Uh, whatever that is, they know, they know, because what I understand is that you're born with a higher purpose. So even as a six-year-old, I was doing beadwork. I had the patience. I could pick up beads with the needle quite easily, and it it became something so uh, calming and happy and I've created many different uh, regalia pieces, jewelry, necklaces, earrings, and things like that, moss bags, 
just because I had that talent that came naturally. You know, for some people it might be sports. I do want to mention video games because that's the society we're living in. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can be a graphic artist or whatever, maybe that is your talent. So I would tell the kids, I love you. I'm looking out the window, I'm watching the snow fall, then I feel a cold breeze, wish that she was here with me, she's stuck in my memory, can't seem to get out, that smile, the way she moved, that smile, she's beautiful, she was my drug, no doubt about it, whenever I need a fix, she was right to when I called, pick me up when I would fall, and when my life was getting dark, she was my personal star, shining bright in the night, now she's nowhere to be seen, damn, put the blame on me, cause I'm the one that up and left, pack my shit, I hit the road, baby, I'm a 
a rolling stone See it's all I ever know Truthfully, I think I do way better on my own Just me, myself and I It's so hard for me to trust What is love, what is lust Don't get the two confused Cause when the sex is good it starts messing with the brain So be careful what you say If it's something you don't mean So forgive me, I can't stay I gotta go, gotta go, gotta go It's time I hit the road It's time I hit the road, baby I thought I told you that I'm a rolling stone I rolling stone, see it's all I ever know uh. Go, gotta go, gotta go It's time I hit the road It's time I hit the road, baby I thought I told you that I'm a rolling stone I rolling stone Yo, I've always been alone, wolf I never hung in packs up I, I was being prone to fucking panic attacks They tell me to calm down and relax No, never that See, I couldn't if I try to get some just like that Flashbacks to the past Give me your brush, I'll paint to black Don't wanna see none of that I'm sick of the lies and eat the facts All of the time I can't have that So it's time I get the move in It's time I make improvements Cause I know this what it's like To be a damn nuisance Was all alone, I swear to God I had like no friends and I was broke, I swear to God I had like two cents But in the midst of all the bullshit, I keep hoping Praying and never doubting I would make it out alive Cause I was trapped inside my mind But I broke out of those balls, now I know it made me strong That's the reason I keep going, cat, like no one slow me down Gotta get it where you can, you feel me? Uh, I gotta go, gotta go, gotta go It's time I hit the road, it's time I hit the road, baby I thought I told you that I'm a rolling stone I roll a stone, see it's all I ever known uh, Indigenization across the nation is produced by Grace Heavy Runner, Hannah Miniguns, and Spencer Burgess This episode featured an interview with Shirley Hill and music from Wyatt C. Lewis, Brett Lee Springchief and original theme song by Terrell Tailfeathers Oh! Oh. Yeah, chick, 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 one, Woo. two, one, two.